This podcast contains language that is not appropriate for children. But if you've listened to any of the past nine episodes, you knew that already. Tonight's episode is brought to you by David Wolf's Portable Essential Oil Diffuser. The Portable Essential Oil Diffuser. For when you want to vape your aromatherapy? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't even know. But, like, th- this is a real thing. This is, I, we didn't even make this up. It's yeah, a, you don't need, I mean, with, with Wolf, you don't need to make anything up. You can just let him speak for himself, and it's just batshit crazy. Yeah, and he can make money off of it, so. Yeah, and so, yeah, and what this is, he posted a video, uh, I don't know if it was this week or last week, I think it was last week, where it shows these people, and it looks like they're taking hits out of... Something funky. Out of a crack pipe, if you're yeah. not looking too close. Oh, and yeah, for sure. Some of these people look awfully young and of, and of course it's like 90 percent females too just because just because but, th- th- that's yeah. the, the target demo for the um essential oil diffuser um i guess yeah and so it literally these people are just vaping essential oils which <sighs> yeah i mean like i like i i just don't even know um but it's real because but, and, you can't make this shit up sometimes yeah and it's yeah. They're, they're saying it's aromatherapy but i thought Aromatherapy was built. It's isn't the idea like things that you smell, right? Right. See that that's what I'm not. Yeah, I don't get like that. Like you you don't vape mouth. it. You don't. Yeah, you don't put it in your mouth. Um, but I guess they're revolutionizing the aromatherapy market um, because somebody needs a little more money. I don't know, but um, but well, yeah. At that point, it becomes not aromatherapy. It's 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 just it's, a. It's in it's in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Bad advertising. Um, I hope people don't, I don't know, buy what, it. What could you call that instead of aromatherapy? Or it's a, it, I mean, <laughs> it's just—it's essential oil vape. Asse, uh, okay, that's yeah. not the route I was gonna go. I was, I was gonna go essential, essential oral therapy. Oh, that. Okay, I—I I will give you points for that. That was good. Is that what, is that, that what we'll do. That that will we'll we'll do that. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello and thank you for listening to the Science Enthusiast Podcast. My name is Dan, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend Natalie. Hey Dan, hey guys, what's up? How are you doing tonight? I'm I'm doing pretty well tonight. Yeah, how are you? Good. I'm fantastic. I'm excited. We've made it to ten episodes, and we're people still are listening to us. Yeah, double digits um, in terms of episodes. And I mean, we have, I think we have several confirmed like like actual listeners, people who maybe have listened to every episode of this show. So if you're one of them, like, thanks. Don't know why you don't know why you do it, but thank you. And um, we're going to keep doing this. So we're sorry, I guess. Yeah, well, I mean, we are, (laughs) I'm assuming by the end of this month, we are on pace to break 3000 downloads. We're at 2700 right now. Cool. Which is I like number. Yeah. yeah, like that's yeah. Any any like milestone type of number, new thousand, like that's I'm I'm into that. That's cool. So um yeah, I mean this, this is fun. And and we're just super stoked that some people also agree, maybe. Um, yeah. And yeah. and I mean we've only I've I've only heard one person complain we and we covered his feedback last week. But Yeah, which which was which was kind of strange feedback anyways, but hey, like, you know, who who doesn't <laughs> like some feedback um saying that a podcast isn't a podcast? But whatever like yeah. it's cool yeah I, I yeah i mean maybe we're redefining what we, we are redefining what a podcast is <laughs> maybe just just two <laughs> idiots talking about stuff yeah right. I, yeah yeah right right so let's uh, go ahead and tell us about our god of the week this okay. week okay so listen though before i get into our god of this week i just want to tell you i was at the movies um yesterday um seeing finding dory with a 3 year old who you know just needed to get out of the house for a little bit but um during the trailers um 
I actually saw that there is going to be a film about last week's God of the Week, um, Maui. Remember, you know, the guy who got yeah. crushed, who got crushed by a vagina. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so it happens to the best of us. It, it does. It, I mean, any any good person We've all been there. gets crushed by a vagina once in their life. But um, yeah, so um, I'm at the movies and there's a Disney film coming out, an animated movie um, that, <laughs> that, seem, that seems to be about Maui. And I like, I as the trailer's coming and I think it's like The Rock that voices Maui. He's like, hey, I'm Maui. This is like a movie about me, whatever. Um, I almost started laughing and like, you know, the three-year-old sitting next to me like, mom what the fuck are you doing like this, <laughs> right. this isn't funny um but yes i there's gonna be a movie about our former god of the week and i'm just gonna bet that disney does not include um vagina crushing in the narrative but anyway so so that that's just a i mean you know, it, they, they yeah. could go the they could go the pg-13 route i'm gonna i'm gonna guess no but but yes maybe that's like in the dvd extras or something um the the real end of, <laughs> of maui but but so yeah i um i thought that was kind of funny and um, I'm going to give us a God of the week that has nothing to do with, um, dicks or vaginas. So, oh. so let's, let's like, let's applaud me for being, um, I don't know, for just clicking on the right name. So, um, our God of the week is Morpheus, the Greek God of dreams. Um, I will, I will say that I obviously know that name from the matrix, which I've never seen in, in its entirety. I feel like I've brought that up about five times on the show so far, but, um, anyways, I'll maybe see it one day. I mean, you're a better person for that. Probably. Right. I, I think so. Like I, it's one of those things that I'm okay with. Um, so anyways, Morpheus, I can, I would consider him after reading his bio, which is not too, um, it's not too detailed, but he's what I would consider from like the Royal family of sleep. Like his dad, Hypnos, former God of the week from this podcast, um, is the god of sleep what one can say what can say friend of the podcast can we say yeah, that i think friend i think i think hypnos is a friend of the podcast like yeah. He, yeah um he's one that i still occasionally pray to from you know time to time and um so morpheus's mom pasithea um was the goddess of relaxation so and like and morpheus had some brothers they were also gods of sleep but anyways pretty much like this family was just chill as hell i guess you know they were this family of gods and goddesses who just watched over your slumbers, your relaxation. Like, I mean, that, that's a, that's a family <laughs> like reunion. Watch. I want to go to Like, They like to watch, um, but they, they must've just been chill as fuck at home. So I'm like, I think that's a cool family. Um, Morpheus had, you know, he had these brothers and they, their focus was on kind of the bizarre, like screwed up dreams. But then Morpheus, he's like, well, I want to keep things a little bit more real and make people feel like, oh, this might've happened. So he's the one, like, if you ever have that dream, where you show up to work and you're naked and just embarrassed and it's awful. Like that's Morpheus's fault. Like he's, he's the one who makes the dreams that are kind of like, you feel like it's real life, but then there's something that you're just, you know, that's just awful in it. Um, so yeah. So curse him. If you have that, like, you know, I'm naked at work dream, unless you like to be naked at work, then I guess, thank him. Um, I mean, and, it, it, there's, yeah. there's a, there's a profession for totally, for that, so. totally. So then, you know, like maybe Morpheus then, has those people show up clothed to work kind of like to turn <laughs> it on its head. Um, so the thing with Morpheus though, it's like, I've all, a lot of these other gods that I've found, they have these huge origin stories and they're, you know, there's, there's tons about them, but there's not much known of Morpheus's life. Um, because I mean, he was totally real. It's all real. Um, he should have a bio somewhere yet. He doesn't. Um, all the only other thing I know about him is supposedly he lived in a dark cave, possibly with someone named Poppy. I mean, I don't know, at least, he, <laughs> at least he had company, but see, but then as I, as I read it, um, the thing, so Poppy, people were connecting that to like opium, Poppy, and then Morpheus, morphine, like drugs there, you know, some whole connection there in terms of the, the story and mythology of it. Um, 
He doesn't have a super compelling bio, but, you know, we have the Matrix, we have the drug morphine. So I guess thank you for that, Morpheus, Greek god of sleep, um, or whatever dreams, whatever I said back like a minute ago. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I, like, I'm okay with praying to him for a week. I want to I have some good dreams. Um, yeah, right? He's okay. Uh, I mean, I you think know. as far as gods go, I'm I think... A little, I'm a little disappointed. There is no references to any sort of, like nudity well no, or... no no hold on hold on back back up yes okay. there is yes there is okay. because he oh yeah okay. like okay. if you if you I have a naked that. dream you can say morpheus but yeah i mean like he didn't he didn't have a golden dick he did not get no. crushed by a vagina um strike, I, mean, strike two, I know so like I, I i sort of failed this week but you know what next week i'm i'm gonna find one that that just blows it all out of the water and has all the all the stuff that we're used to with our gods and goddesses <laughs> um because i'm obviously super mature and <laughs> right <laughs> that's what i'm known for here um so yeah so i know last week we teased having jason merkley from vegan gmail on the show this week but we learned that the makers of vax had sent a letter to an autism advocate threatening litigation if she continues speaking out against the film and i'm using the term film pretty loosely here so instead of Jason, tonight we're going to be talking to the target of this letter, Fiona O'Leary, who founded Autistic Rights Together, an organization that was created to empower those diagnosed with autism and give them a positive voice to curb the negative stigma associated with autism so often. So Fiona, thank you for taking the time tonight to join us. That's great to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. So um, let's go ahead and start by just telling us a little bit more about yourself and how you got, uh, how, I guess, how you founded uh, this organization. Yeah, well, uh, I'm campaigning for nearly two and a half years um, before we started Arts Autistic Rights together. Um, I discovered that there were these awful, um, unproven, unregulated products being given to autistic children. And one of them was a bleach product called MMS, Miracle Mineral Solution. Basically, it's chlorine Which dioxide. Yeah, and I, and I always want my medicine to have the word miracle in it. That tells me that's how you know it works. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it was created by the, it is created by the Genesis 2 church. They're a cult, basically, and right, they, they, yeah. can, they can cure everything, uh, as you know. But um, I was really... I was really dumbfounded because, you know, we know that they target people like with diseases and cancer, but autism is not a disease. And I'm like, hang on, what's going on here? And um, I discovered that there was a seminar actually in, in Ireland that this is 2014 summer. And um, I did some research and actually connected to the Genesis 2 church myself. And they told me over the phone that they can cure autism and linked me to a lady called Cara Rivera, who had a Facebook group called mm -hmm. CD Autism. And that's where it all began. Um, the horror of, um, you know, all these children being given this uh, bleach you know, solution orally and also by way of enema. Absolutely horrific. And um, we, we campaigned very hard on that. We had a lot of media exposure in Ireland. And then I joined other advocates worldwide in England, in America, Australia, South Africa, everywhere. And we've been campaigning, well, we're still campaigning. And um, we formed Art Autistic Rights Together April last year to bring weight to our campaign and to focus on other issues affecting autistic people as well in education, employment, um, other mistreatments like um, isolation rooms, restraints. Um, there's so much abuse and exploitation. It's, it's really quite upsetting. Well, it seems important that you would, um, you know, form an organization to offer support to parents who are looking for real information, yeah. right, about yeah. autism. Um, because I'm, I'm curious, I mean, just why, why do you think parents kind of fall victim to something like MMS or some of these other fringe treatments? Um, well, I think it's two things. I mean, the vulnerability is there. So when you get a diagnosis for your child, you know, you're obviously going to be thinking, what can I do? Um, if you don't get that support from the beginning, and if you're not warned about these treatments, then you can walk into the path of the biomedical world. Um, the anti-vax movement has, plays a huge part also. So there's Andrew Wakefield, 
um, we all know of him, like you said earlier, earlier who, is, who basically is telling parents that vaccines cause autism. So these parents think they can recover their children and they end up looking at these options of um, diets firstly and then these unregulated products like MMS, GCMAF, collation, um, HBOT. There's a, there's a lot of them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, you know, t- talking about Andrew Wakefield, um, can you discuss a little bit more what some of his claims are and how this anti-vax movement yeah, came, of course. To, came to be? Just, I mean, I'm sure most people listening know, but, yeah. but a little, yeah. Well, well, Andrew Wakefield, um, he's not Dr. Andrew Wakefield like he claims to be uh, still. Right. He's, he's, a dis- he's a discredited doctor. He lost his medical license in 2010. So back in 98, 1998, 96, 98, he um, made this claim that the MMR vaccination was um, a cause of autism and basically um, did a study that proved to be fraudulent and untrue. And um, he was stripped of his medical license, but it wasn't enough, in my opinion. And um, he moved to America and is living in Texas right now and um, basically has still continued on with this um, insane theory that, you know, there is a link between vaccines and autism. This has been debunked, I don't know, a million times. Right. And, and, yeah. And not even to mention that the original the study that he did had a sample size of 20 yeah. children involved. Yeah. And, uh, and there was there was awful issues around that as well. Um, it was unethical. You know, there were scopes done in children. I want to talk about that as well. So there was like... Um, very, very um, invasive procedures, lumbar punctures and um, colonoscopies done of these children. And they would have suffered a lot for that. And that's still happening today. Um, Andrew Wakefield is linked to another doctor called Dr. Kritzman, who is still performing these scopes on children today, still telling parents that this um, fictitious bowel disease called autistic enterocolitis exists, and it doesn't. Wow. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because it, it's like, what do you, what do you even say to that? That somebody is not only telling parents this, and then parents are electing to, I guess, I mean, follow the advice of someone that they trust as a medical professional. And it's um, and it's, it's really not. It, I see some parallels here with like the homeopaths, chiropractors, and mm-hmm. natural medicine like that, where they order the, you know, all those unnecessary tests and do, and, and you know, it's, it's one of those things you go looking for something and you're probably going to find something that is slightly outside of the normal range for, you know, what, whatever, whatever it would be. And so, I mean, that's, it's, it's almost exactly like that where there, there's, there's no problem like that they're with, you know, whatever tests that they're running, but because they're running the test, because they're doing all, all the, getting all this extra data that doesn't really, there's no indicators to do the tests are getting all this information and, and getting, you know, false positives and things that, you know, aren't actually issues. Well, it's, it's just, it's just crazy because there, there is no evidence. That's the thing. And parents are literally, right, right. They're, they're just looking at something that is um, not proven. And I, I don't, I can't understand that. Like if I take my child to a doctor, um, you know, that doctor has gone to medical school and he's, you know, experienced. And these, these parents are taking a gamble on their child's life. And, um, and this is what really upsets me is that if you don't vaccinate your children from these you know, deadly diseases, you are risking their life. Uh, but the, the message is there that they'd rather, rather have a, a dead child nearly than an autistic child. And that is the, the message that right. Wakefield is projecting, which is horrific for my children and for me. I'm on the autistic spectrum. So you're better off dead than being autistic. That's the kind of message that's been delivered today. And that, that to me is really, really dangerous and really wrong. So then when you found out that Andrew Wakefield and company you know, have made this film, Vaxxed, which I mean, they're claiming to be a documentary, which to me, documentary means or should mean something that is true and evidence based. Um, they're making this film. What what was your response um, doing the work that you do? How like how did you feel? I was I, I was just um, 
really shocked. I, I'm actually shocked, I suppose, that Andrew Wakefield is still going, you know, that after all this time that he's still in the game, that people are still listening to him. That really frightens me. Um, we were aware of Jenny McCarthy and, you know, Jim Carrey, Donald Trump, all these people that promote this anti-vax movement. So there's a lot of influential people. And I think that is a very important part that, is that we don't get a huge amount of support from the major autism charities with the work we do, um, which is really, really terrible for us because we need backup. We need a, a much larger voice to help us. And these anti-vax movement have huge support. And um, so we were, we were devastated. And when Tribeca came out, um, you know, I would have campaigned against that here in Ireland, and we did. We rang them. So everyone moved together, and it was pulled. And we were like, that's great. And then Robert De Niro comes along and just does what he <laughs> – I mean – you know, yeah. It's, yeah, it was literally just all it's like, great, they pulled it. Oh, wait, but now he's like, well, I shouldn't have. And then he comes out and says all that. That, other... that, that was that to me was the worst thing of all, because I think that really gave them that kind of push to, you know, to, to really rise together and think we've got it. We've got Bob De Niro. I remember all the anti-vax moms had changed their profile to Robert De Niro. It was just boom, boom, boom. You know, oh. it, it, was, it was like um, very creepy. And, um, and my family, my son, um, my oldest son, Dylan, loves Robert De Niro. And he was like, is Robert De Niro a quack now? I mean, he can get it, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. Taxi Driver, all these great movies. And you think, wow. So that was a real dent for us. And um, and the damage is, is still going. But Robert De Niro doesn't talk that much anymore, if you've noticed. And um, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's going on there. But um, I think maybe he realizes he's made a mistake. I hope he has. Well, one could hope, I mean, that he received enough intelligent feedback from somebody to say, you know, let get off the anti-vax train. Like that is, that's going nowhere good for anybody. So hopefully. But also, maybe. yeah, but also like at the same time, would I go to my mechanic to ask him advice about my sink that's clogged? Like, why would you go to an actor and, and respect so the opinion of an actor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that a very good, good point. But this is what's happening. We see a lot of these actors right. or celebrities giving out medical advice and that's what's going on here. These people are not qualified to give out medical advice. And I suppose that's why I'm very angry with facts. It's not just Wakefield, it's the other two. Right. Polly Tommy, to me, is probably the worst of all. And I have to say this because she is operating a charity. This is a registered charity. So people will go to her charity and think, it must be all right, you know, this is a charity, this is all about autism. And they could really fall prey because of that charity. Now, is she, yeah, and, and I know I'm not too familiar with her. Yeah. Uh, and I imagine a lot of their listeners won't be. Uh, can you tell, like, who who is she? Like, is she in the US or is she? No, uh, Polly, Polly Tommy has a, a, an autistic son and um, she's from England and she started the Autism Trust, I think, seven years ago. So it's a registered charity in London. And um, she's always been a supporter of Wakefield and always, you know, blamed the vaccine for her son's autism. And um, she basically relocated to Texas to join um, Andrew Wakefield in his quest to um, okay. spread misinformation. So she has set up a branch in uh, Texas as well as the UK. I rang her UK branch a few days ago, actually, because um, I discovered that they were, the manager was actually selling uh, merchandise of Vaxxed. And um, I spoke to the manager and she said to me, yes, I'm selling it, but I have to do it discreetly because it would affect their donation. It would break their regulation. So they're doing this on the side, presenting as a charity. People think that they're legitimate. Then behind the scenes, they're saying, don't vaccinate your children. I'm quoting Polly Tommy here. Uh, pediatricians are dangerous. Parents should stay away from them. She has also said, do not judge those that murder their children. Um, these are statements she has made. They're on record. Well, you know, you know? To, to her credit, you know, you might, maybe you're taking her a little out of context with you know, saying you shouldn't blame parents who murder their children. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there to hear what she mm -hmm. said. That's a video. Uh, you can you can listen to the video. Yeah. <laughs> but holy, holy shit. Because you, you uh, see, they see there is a lot of um, autistic children murdered. This is a very important point for me. Um, right. Murder is murder. 
And that's what I want to, there is no excuse. And um, these children don't choose to die. And um, there has been several cases um, of real brutal killings of autistic children where parents have been given a very lenient sentence because of that. And um, I think that's something that needs to be addressed. Now, is that, is, is that, and I'm sorry, we're going to be like, we're a little, uh, I guess, self-centered here in the U.S. I don't know. I don't know if you're, if you're aware of that. Uh, but it's always about us. Uh, now, these these killings that you're talking, or murders mm. that you're talking about, like are these things that happen are happening in the U.S. or happening in Europe, or there is well, it, they're, is it they're, they're happening everywhere. But there's been some in America that have been reported um, because they're connected to Andrew Wakefield. One murder was a, a boy called Alex Berdalakis. He was a teenager. He was murdered in 2013, and Andrew Wakefield was actually trying to work with this boy before this boy was murdered by his mother. And when he was murdered, there was a movie made by Andrew Wakefield and Polly Tommy called Who Murdered Alex Bordakis? I mean, the question is his mother. But instead, they tried to blame Big Pharma for oh, the boy's God. murder. And this, was, right. made, this well, was made into a film. The film is there for you to watch. And um, yes. this, this boy was um, stabbed to death by his mother um, in the heart. And... Um, I mean, it's all there. You can watch the trailer, everything. And um, so they basically try to say it was Big Pharma's fault. And of course, the vaccine that causes autism. So they're profiting from that as well. They made a film. It had a big show and all the support again. It's really about money for Wakefield. Anything to put money into his bank account. He could show his film for free on YouTube if he wanted to. Why hasn't he done that? Well, there's it's, no it, money in that. It's, just it's, like it's, I, it's a business, I, I just, right? Yeah, I, mean, I just looked up yeah. the, the 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 document where I, I I don't even want to call I don't know what to call it the the item that you can watch and you can buy it on DVD for twelve dollars, and they they even have the audacity to put a huge butcher knife yeah. on the damn cover yeah. of this thing. It's awful. It's really awful. Um, that boy actually had his his hand was severed. They only cut his hand off as well, and then they murdered the cat as well. It was probably one of the most awful things I've read. And um, that woman's trial is actually coming up next week. Uh, she's been in jail, but there's uh, some kind of a hearing next week. That will be interesting to see what happens. Wow. Well, we, I guess we'll, we'll follow that. I mean, that, that's just, that's horrific. I mean, well, it's, linked Dan, to, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's linked to Andrew Wakefield. That's why I wanted to bring it yeah. up because. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. He's the director on it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then, and then he's behind vaxxed and, and obviously not wanting people to criticize him no, and um, his work. No, I mean, I mean, this is what I don't understand actually is that um, I'm not the only person speaking out about this issue and um, there's loads of writers, there's loads of bloggers and um, they've been writing about this for years. And um, I find it very odd that I was sent this letter in the middle of the night um, to my tiny home in West Cork in Ireland. Um, you know, the letter was very intimidating. So they, they mailed it, they actually physically mailed it no, to No, no, it, it came to an email. It was like um, oh. attachment and um, I haven't yeah. responded. I'm not going to respond because it's nonsense. And uh, I just... Yeah, and I mean, I imagine at, by this point, a lot of people who are listening have seen and read this letter, but can you just give a little um, summary of what this letter said? Yeah, um, <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically it was from um, Cinema Libre. So they're the people that distribute Andy's film, Andrew Wakefield's film. And it was from Philip Diaz, the CEO. And it just basically said to me that um, I had to cease and desist, not talk about the movie anymore. I mean, I'm not even allowed to mention it or talk about Autism Media Channel, Andrew Wakefield, Polly Tommy, Del Bigtree. He named their names, mm -hmm. you know, specifically. That's important. He also called Andrew Wakefield Dr. Andrew Wakefield, which is incorrect. And I think, I think that's a very important point as well, because parents are being misled because of the doctor title. Um, mm -hmm. He's not a registered doctor. 
that is a very important element to that. But the letter just said if I didn't stop talking or speaking out that they would um, take legal action against me and I would be um, responsible for any losses they had to the film. And it was just... Um, well, it to, it to, to their credit, it, just, it says an action. Yeah. We'll file an action. So, I mean, it could, they could be, you know, sending you like a nice little like gift basket. You don't know. <laughs> making I, assumptions don't, here. I, I don't know because um, after that, I've had a lot more abuse. So I, I don't think so. Right. Um, it's got right. worse because <laughs> I woke up this morning um, and I had the petition then, you know, the petition to um, silence me in Ireland. They've petitioned the Irish government to shut me up basically. <laughs> On change.org. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, that's, uh, they're serious because they made a change.org petition. It's, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Well, we, we, we had, we could talk about the, yeah, we could talk about the futility of online petitions in another show. Yeah. I mean, it like, it, it's people just wanting to, you know, make their, make their voice it's, heard and stomp their feet. It's and, the you know, internet. Yeah. I'm mad. They're, they're very, well, they're, they're very nasty people. I mean, the thing is, I don't understand are. that, you know, it's like, um, I've been called a psychopath. I've had all these messages sent to me. Um, they can be very personal. And I, I suppose I want to highlight how nasty these people, they can't debate. They can't talk about anything. It's just like, you're wrong. Shut up. You know, you're brain damaged. I've had that said to me that um, your mother poisoned you. <laughs> you're um, brain damaged. You don't know what you're doing. You know, some people could take that very badly. It does affect me. I'm not going to deny that, you know, but I mean, I'm not going to shut up. I just want to make that clear to, to Vax and to the team and to all these bullies out there that this is making me stronger. Um, I do not want my children growing up in a society that views them in this way. And I don't want them preyed upon by quacks and people, you know, selling these awful products because they are targeting adults as well. It's not just parents. They're going into groups and they're trying to offer these products to adults on the spectrum as well. Well, and one, you know, and one of the things that came up, we kind of asked for for questions for you when we were going to speak to you. I mean, is in general, how can we as people who are in kind of the the pro science, you know, pro just reason mm -hmm. community, like how how can we support you and your efforts and and just you know continue to get your message out there? Well, because um, obviously it's so important. Um, well, I just think so. the support I've had over the last few days has been incredible. I mean, do you know what? It's lovely to wake up and have nice messages being sent to me in the midst of this. And that, that keeps me going. Um, you know, when you get something like that, you, can, you, you think, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? But I feel secure. And I think that um, I'm surrounded by, you know, educated, intelligent, you know, passionate people, and not just here in Ireland, but all around the world and just sharing. Mm -hmm. And what you're doing is, is everything. I mean, it's um, building an army against this misinformation. We do need numbers because they are strong. You can see their yeah. videos. They're, they have thousands and thousands of people watching them. Um, I think they're afraid right now, which is the truth. Um, I know that they're going on tour on Wednesday. I think their bus is being unveiled. And their plan is to basically go from town to town, throwing merchandise at people. They have little children. Like what really angers me is that they're targeting very young kids that are wearing these Vax t-shirts and caps. And um, it's indoctrination. They're brainwashing children as well. So you can imagine like a little boy who's autistic or a little girl being told, oh, you're vaccine damaged. That, that is just so awful. And um, then the negative, you know, rhetoric that comes with that and um, feeling like you're a failure, feeling like you're not what your mom and dad wanted you to be. They don't see any of that. And they don't talk about the deaths of um, children that have got these awful diseases. You know, here in Ireland, we've had deaths from measles. And um, someone reached out to me actually just yesterday telling me how their, their brother died from whooping cough. Children are dying. And we don't hear Wakefield or Polly or Dell talk about all those deaths. And in 2014, there was 114,000 deaths of measles. And most of them are children under the age of five. They didn't choose to die. Who speaks for them? And that's what we're doing. We're speaking for those children. And we don't want any more unnecessary deaths. That's, that's, that's what we're here for. Right. And, and, giving, and giving a voice to right, the people who, at this point, don't have a voice anymore. <laughs> and, and just speaking for 
mm-hmm. this side of things as opposed to the the anti-vax rhetoric, which is just, I mean, it, it's crazy. Well, it is crazy and it's scary because what, what what's happening is that they are getting power and they're getting political support. And I'll go back to the Donald Trump thing. That really scares me, you know, as he... Oh, you know, that, yeah, as he, that, scare, that scares us here. Say you're he, not the only one. Well, well he, he tried to get into Ireland, but you know what? We didn't. We, we managed to push him out. So we're, pre- we're pretty strong over here. And um, the thing is, if he does get elected, this will grow even more. Uh, this is what's, what's going on here. And um, the ignorance and the misinformation, it's just really... And it's happening in my town, you know, the, where I live. There's people not vaccinating their children. I went to my doctor the other day and he told me that we have the worst take up for MMR in the whole of Ireland, where we live. So it's affecting every corner of the globe. People are still listening to this. And I think the film is going to be the biggest you know, platform for that. And I, I don't want the film shown because I want to keep children safe. I don't want autistic people exploited. If you've watched part of the film, look what they do to us. We're depicted like, I don't know, we've been likened to chimps and dogs. Del Bigtree made a video and compared us to chimps and dogs. That says it all for me. Um, They don't listen to autistic people. That's the truth, guys. They don't want to talk to us. And if we do raise our voice, we're told to shut up or we're going to sue you. And that's what's happening to me. And I think they've done it because they know I'm on the spectrum and they probably thought, oh, she's a chimp. We can manipulate her. Yeah, and we we kind of like whatever we were prepping for this, we talked about this a little bit. I think Mm. they underestimate like... They, they just, they underestimate because they think they're so smart. They think they're so intelligent. They underestimate anybody that disagrees with them or that has a different opinion with them. And that's, I think that's a common theme with almost any anti-vaxxer that I've had the pleasure of talking to <laughs> that they, you know, they, they have, you know, the, and not just the ones that say, oh, you're just, you know, you're just a shill for big pharma, blah, 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 whatever. But the ones that yeah. like are truly like believe like this and, and you know you kind of hinted at it before but i mean it's absolutely a cult it's a religion it's there's no mm-hmm. there's no evidence supporting it like you said but they they think they're so much smarter than everybody else around them than anybody that they talk to that that leads them to underestimating what what you know they just like with you they thought well we'll, we'll send we'll send her a letter and she'll shut up and <laughs> and then you know like, just wipe yeah. our hands and now now we can you know now we can move on but what i just like you said what i find so interesting is they they chose they chose you and I, and I and I mean I I have to imagine that you're not the only person that no. they sent a letter to or or maybe you are maybe maybe they are just that <laughs> that I don't know what else to say but they're just that dumb that they would just you know just be like oh well we'll, we'll pick on this one person but like out of all the options that they have I don't understand why they would go after you because of um the other things I've been involved in I mean I, I actually saw a, a lady comment tonight she was a she is a big supporter of Karen Rivera and the bleach protocol um she's called the worm whisperer actually her I won't give her real name but that's how she's known because she was um the woman that basically collected her son's intestinal lining and put them in jars when these children are given enemas they shed their intestinal lining in strips yeah. it comes out yeah and they and they, they think that and it's they, worms so yeah, proud, yeah. yeah they're yeah. so proud to share these and, and they, 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 po- they post pictures on the internet and they yeah. measure them they measure them with tape measures oh, and yeah. um, but she used to put hers yeah. in jars and she collected all of these of her sons so she was known as the worm whisperer but she made a comment tonight saying that um this is the same woman that you know went after me i'm also being linked to the death of dr bradstreet he was um a doctor that advocated these unregulated products that um, took his own life last year, which is very sad, you know, that he did that. Um, but of course, big farmers to blame for that as well. And um, that is linked to me. So I've seen a lot of comments in the last 24 hours talking well, about just, it as well. Yeah. yeah, you just have a lot of reach then. You just have a lot of... <laughs> yeah, um, we've been very, we've been very um, attentive. There hasn't been a day, 
you know, that has gone by in the last two and a half years where we haven't worked really hard on this issue. Um, you know, not just here in Ireland, we've had documentaries in England. I have a colleague in the UK, she's great, Emma Domain. I just want to say hello to her and some other great colleagues. So we've, we've all kind of, there's only a few of us really, we're quite a small team, but we work really, really hard. Well, and know that you have a lot of support, you know, I do. from from people like us. And, you know, I, I think there's a, a large corner of the internet, um, people all over the world that are really supporting what you're doing. And, you know, we're just happy to do our little part to help you, you know, spread your message. Well, I, and I think, you know, this, the whole thing is about, um, about being logical. And I think that's what's gone wrong here. People have lost their, their minds almost, and they're just looking at things that don't have any evidence and they're just hoping for the best. It's really just crazy. And all I care about are the kids. I, all I think about are the children. If an adult wants to take these products and they're consenting, that, that's their choice. Um, we're here for the children who don't have a choice or a voice. And like many autistic children are, um, you know, have communication issues. So a lot of them probably aren't even able to process what's going on. Even with my own son, um, he would be like that. Um, I couldn't imagine, you know, what these children are going through psychologically and how frightened they are. It's really just terrifying. Yeah. And I think I think the reason I mean it, just like with with you know naturopaths and and, and what what have you mm -hmm. natural the, the the reason it appeals to some people is because they're just they're so desperate they've tried all these different things and they also I think some parents may feel a sense of guilt uh, that you know they they don't want to recognize that you know mm -hmm. it is you know it, it may have something to do with genetics and that you know somehow. Um, you know, even though they had nothing to do with it, somehow, you know, they may be at fault for, um, you know, whatever's happening with their child. So they, they don't, they don't, for whatever reason, they wrongfully, you know, may feel guilty about that and want to try to find something else to pin it on. And, you know, just like you said before, that's what Wayfield offers that. Mm -hmm. And he has, he has the doctor, at least title. He, he obviously can't practice medicine anywhere anymore, but he has that title. He has that false sense of, of, uh, you know, uh, legitimacy to him. So that's, that's what, that's what drags people into that because like you said, they're scared and they, they want something to, to justify or to, to explain something that we just don't, I mean, we just don't have all the facts mm -hmm. about autism. Don't, and, and even though we're getting a better understanding, we don't, we don't, I mean, we don't know what, what causes it, what leads to it exactly. I think, I think, yeah, we, when there is genetic factor is probably the biggest component, but yeah, you're right. And I suppose like even me as a parent, you know, when my son was diagnosed back in 94, you know, I didn't know what was going on. i I didn't have the answers, but I always looked at him as my baby and he was, I want to look after him. I'm, you know, when I had all these people saying all this negative stuff and um, experimentation, which is what this is, sorry, but these products are that, um, why would I risk that? And um, it's almost like I had to fight it off. And I think that's what parents are like as well here. I think that they do have a lot of pressure uh, to, to buy into these um, treatments because they're so easy to, um, to find now. It's, it's not like you have to search because there's even some charities um, advocating them and um, promoting them. And um, we've tried, Autism One is the, is the worst in the world. I mean, every year there's a huge seminar in May and all of these quacks gather together, hundreds of them. Um, one of them actually was involved with the death of an autistic child from collation in 2005. And this person um, was only fined $10,000. And the autopsy was, he died from collation. But because there's no laws there, she didn't get prosecuted. So they're getting like, um, little slaps on the wrists and they're getting given out to, but no one is prosecuting these people properly. And that's why this industry grows and grows and grows. Parents are spending thousands of pounds. If you look at GCMAF, this blood product, you're talking up to $600 for one tiny vial, which is what Bradstreet was giving to children. Big, big money. And that's what it's about for them. It's about lining their pockets. And in the meantime, these little kids are just experiments to them. 
it's um it's it's abuse it's horrific abuse actually no absolutely and i mean the hope is that eventually like soon sooner than later that legislation can start to happen to make sure that this that this can't happen to children um because it's it's abuse well they and... need they need they need to the, the problem is to view it as a crime it needs to be classed as that and i suppose that's where we are now here in ireland we're trying to you know emphasize that these these products, you know, they're not illegal. I suppose that's the problem. The FDA has warnings as do um, the HBRA in Ireland and the MHRA in the UK. Do not drink this bleach, you know, seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, but, yeah, we shouldn't have to tell you. <laughs> but this is the, this is the craziness yeah. of it. And even in England, it's really bad in England because we have um, the Food Standards Agency addressing the issue. So they're referring to MMS as a food which is absolutely crazy. And um, I'm in like, like talking to the authorities all the time about this and they're even telling me it's crazy, but there's no one actually, you know, changing the laws or bringing in new laws. And that's why these people get away with it. I suppose it's like, if you make awareness about rape, for instance, okay, it happens. Um, people are making awareness campaigns. Does it stop the people actually doing that? Of course it doesn't. That's why there's laws to prosecute those that go out there and rape women or rape men or whatever. We don't have anything there for autistic people. And even like there are some bills for autism, they do not focus on this area at all. This is completely, it's the wild west. They can do what they want. Yeah. You can set up a shop in the morning and say, I've got a cure for autism. Here in Ireland, we had a dentist selling MMS as a cure for autism. We had a doctor prescribing it to children. Now he lost his now, license, whenever, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, are they, are they saying, are they just saying, well, this is to, you know, treat, you know, X, Y, Z, are they saying, are they like, straight up saying this will cure your kids. Autism. Yeah, I, I was actually told that. I mean, I was told this here in Ireland. And I mean, there is ongoing investigations into this dentist as we speak. And, um, you know, I hope that this person will, you know, be struck off because like you said, Natalie, they go to these doctors, you know, they feel that they're, they're, they're seeing someone professional, but a dentist, I mean, I'm like, this is somebody that, you know, works on your mouth, but on the sidelines. And that's the point you made as well, uh, Dan, the chiropractors who can also treat autism. You know, they, they're, they're snapping the backs and then they're, they're offering these products. We know loads of chiropractors who are involved in MMS. It's usually chiropractors, dentists, some doctors and nurses as well. And they're giving you that kind of professional, you know, saying it's okay to do this. And um, it's just crazy. I mean, it's like I'm in a movie and then I wake up and think, no, I'm not. This is real. And um, every day I just live in hope. That's all we can do, that it will change. And that's why we're here. We're here to make that change. And we're not going anywhere. And if... If someone sends me a solicitor's letter or I get threatened, I'm brought into court. Bring it on. I'd love to get in a courtroom with these people. I really, really would. Um, this is what we need to do. We need to highlight these people to those that can actually bring in laws to protect our children, not just autistic children, all our children. Wow. Sorry. I, I Yeah, no, 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 honestly, like, I, I don't think that that anyone else could have said that better. I mean, the this is what needs to happen. And this is why, again, like we're so happy to, he to have your voice here sharing that with us. Um, and this, this is the narrative that people need to hear. We hear that loud anti-vax narrative because they have the money, they have the, the figures who are celebrities, whatever, who can share that crazy and I, message. And we're, we need this story told, your yeah, story. I, and yeah. And, and I think part, part of that is the people who, who are subscribing to that, that train of thought that vaccines cause autism. They feel so passionately about it that they're so loud about it. Meanwhile, we have, you know, outside of the, you know, the, the skeptics uh, community, you know, the layperson like doesn't, they're not, they're not getting fired up about that. They're not getting, you know, it, they, they have no horse in the race, I guess, if you want to think of it that way, like they have, they have. And so, so the, the, the loud anti-vax voice is always going to drown out, you know, the, the, you know, the skepticism community and, you know, the, the, I guess, lay people who do 
you know, take an interest in just because they're so loud. There's so, so many of them <laughs> who are, are sharing this and then they're getting, they're, they're getting support, you know, by just because I, I, almost any time, you know, personally, I've d- discussed anything since this movie has come out with an anti-vaxxer online. It's always, well, you just need to go see Vax. And it's like, well, I've talked to people who have, like people who are actually like educated on vaccines and, and like doctors and that have watched this movie have written, re- like, I think, uh, Gorski did a review of the movie. And I mean, you, you, you can say that, but then they're also, they're just blind to the fact that it, it, most documentaries are, are made with a specific purpose. They're not made just to share and disseminate information. They're not, you know, it shouldn't be viewed like it's, it's a, it's an objective analysis of whatever subject they're, they're putting out there. And I think that's what so many, so many of these people think that it is, is that they, that it's, that it is credible because there, there's nothing, you know, nobody's going out and funding you know, documentaries for, for, you know, in favor of vaccines, or if they are, they're not getting that kind of, well, I'm, uh, I'm doing one. I'm, I'm, I'm doing <laughs> Right. <laughs> Good for you. Right. But, you know. <laughs> so well, we have science moms and, and, and yeah. I know there's, there's a few, there's a few others. No, but, but I, I know exactly what you mean. There's no money in it. Like, no. Yeah. There's, there's no, yeah. There's nothing. and there's, yeah. there's no money. There's no money, but there's no money in being rational. So what I'm saying is I'm going to start a film about how evil vaccines are. Do you guys want to like want to make? <laughs> but that that that's how that's how you make money. But the that's how you make the money. But no, I think it's time for I guess the skeptics to get a little louder. Yeah, even in our in our own small way. Um, however that that may be, but to to come out in support of the science and the reason the, and and all yeah, of and that. The, um, the, and, and like the the real challenge to it is getting people because I mean any any skeptic that you talk to is any go, I should say any good skeptic that you talk to is going to be in favor of vaccines will be against this this movie Wakefield and, and et cetera so the the challenge that we have is getting people who aren't necessarily in the skepticism community mm-hmm. not only educated about the issue but then also pissed off enough to do something about it. And I think that's when it, when you say you've, you talk to authorities mm-hmm. about it a lot, it's, you know, we like law enforcement doesn't, I mean, they have so many different directions that they're getting pulled all the time where, you know, they, you know, they, we can think that just a situation that happened here uh, in the U S last week that made, uh, made national news where, you know, an autistic or yeah. uh, the report to police yes. uh, at least was that there was, there was a, there was a man that was threatening suicide with a gun uh, who he ha- happened to have autism um, had a, had a toy truck with him, but then the, you know, and that's, that, that's a whole other subject that we can get into later uh, in another show. But like law enforcement is tasked with responding to that situation. And we don't, and I don't, and I don't know what the, the solution to that is, but they're, I mean, they're not, a, you know, the, the average police officer is not going to be educated on no. autism. And, and I completely understand, you know, why they may not be because they, you know, they, you know, they, they wear body armor <laughs> on a daily basis. I mean, they, they have other, other fish to fry, other things to worry about there. But the, the issue is just getting p- people who don't understand what autism yeah. is and, and, getting getting them educated and and fired up as much as you are uh in in you know all the rest of the skeptical community as much as we are that i mean that's that's the real issue and i think that's if we can figure out how to do that that's how we're going to start making some headway against this well but it's about training as well getting... training there's no training for the police right. you know and i suppose it's the same here in ireland we have it's not just unique to america we have these issues everywhere right. um 
even some psychologists diagnosing that there's a very poor understanding. And I suppose the only way we can learn about autism is by talking to autistic people. Um, but sadly, most of the organizations do not include autistic people. So we're kind of left out and it's like, well, this will be all right for them. So a lot of the time, well, most of the time, actually, it's about them deciding what's best for us. Um, school supports are terrible. Like my son is getting support now, but when he transitions into secondary school, he's not going to get the same. That's how it goes. He still needs that support. So it needs to be lifelong. And I suppose the point I'd like to make about um, people being, you know, not understanding of autism is this fear, this rhetoric that's being delivered by the anti-vax movement. They're terrifying people. Oh, autism is awful, you know. You're, you're going to break up your marriage. Your child is never going to go to college. I'm, I'm quoting charities. I'm, I'm quoting anti-vaxxers here. I'm quoting Wakefield. You know, this is what we're dealing with every day to get a job, just to be able to get a job. It is so hard for autistic people because of that negative rhetoric, the way we're depicted, even like animals in 2016, by this movement who don't even know us, who won't even talk to us, who shut us out. Yeah, and there's and there's so many there's so many people who you don't even know necessarily unless no. uh, you know you you really get to know them that you know are on the spectrum. Yep. Is it it manifests in so many different ways for so many different people? Well, they, they say when you've met one person on the spectrum, you've met one person. Like, I'm on the spectrum. I'm a woman. So a woman can present differently to males. And that's another story for another show. Um, <laughs> sorry, but there, there is um, – we, we I wonder, have personalities. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if that is part of – their, their logic behind sending a letter to you like that is, I wonder if that, that was a factor to either consciously or subconsciously that. I, I think, I think that Andrew Wakefield, um, you know, what he did for me, I feel very angered by that because I know he played a part in it because I'd watched a video the day I got the letter where Andrew says in a video that he was dealing with some serious troll action. Little did I know that night. Um, You're like, can we, can we talk, can yeah. we talk for just like 30 seconds about like the, 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 whatever's happened to the word troll where now anybody that disagrees with anybody <laughs> online is all of a sudden they're a troll and that's not yeah. what that fucking word means it means somebody who's there just to shit on everything and walk away afterwards and that like it's not if it's just because somebody disagrees with what you're saying does not automatically make them a troll but that's so. what andrew wakefield said and i think this is the other thing is like these people are meant to be professional and the, the kind of language they're using about autistic people how they are encouraging people to take up their arms you know to fight to be brave i've seen some very dangerous comments that have been reported in blogs by these great writers that you're speaking of including yourself um it's really scary because you know they do have guns in america and if you've got angry parents I mean, I feel kind of secure here, but um, the thing is, they're angry. These mothers are angry. They're so angry that they want to rip people like you and I our heads off. And that's the truth. Don't mess with me. These are the kind of comments I'm being sent, you know? You know, you've got blood on your hands. Someone said that to me two days ago. Yeah. My, my advice you know, to you would be to not, do not check your other inbox on Facebook for I, at least <laughs> the next ever. I, I get them sent to me by my friends and I'm like, I don't want to know. And um, I don't engage. Yeah, if you're not I, helping, I you're engage. not helping me. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I think they do it in best interest because um because they care. But the thing is, they, that doesn't bother me. The comments don't hurt me, and that's that's what I want to tell the anti-vax movement. It doesn't bother me the horrible comments. It, it doesn't affect me. Um, I I am doing this for for my children's future. I'm doing it for the autistic community who are trodden on at the moment. It did um, appallingly by movements like the anti-vax movement, by these films. I mean, I saw the film in 
you know, has a, they always have these uh, autistic children half naked, like in their underwear with a bottle in their mouth or rocking or banging their head off the wall. That's the depiction of autism they're projecting, the screaming, the smile. It's not all that, you know. Why don't they tell the truth, you know? I can make a film about my family. You know, there's good and bad days, even with any child. Um, children get upset, yeah, and- you know. Yeah, any, it's because any, it's not any child. Scary. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. They're they're finding the the scariest yeah. possible story to tell that then feeds into their business or whatever whatever it is. <laughs> their whatever their motive is, they have they have found the compelling fear narrative, and so and, everyone and if, else yeah, needs to work it, against that. And if you yeah, and if you don't, if you haven't seen autism before, if you don't know mm-hmm. what it is, how it manifests, that I mean, that is terrifying to to think. Uh, going off their narrative that. You know, you can, you know, inject a vaccine and the next day, you know, which, of course, like in their in the trailer for their what thing that they show to people and charge money for, they they say, well, he got the got the got the vaccination. And then the next day he couldn't walk. Well, that's that's a terrifying thought. And hearing a parent say that with such conviction mm-hmm. is is terrifying. Well, they're very, because they have money. That's a big part of it. So everything looks really sophisticated and everything is done really well. You know, I'm making my video on my phone in my room, but I'm full of passion and I know what I'm doing is right. And then I see their videos and I'm like, oh my God, you know, (laughs) it's like really professional, but we don't have any um, money to bring a big campaign. We would love other charities, autism charities to speak out on this issue. And that's what I'm actually calling out for, to support us, to support autistic people, um, because it is getting bigger than us. And that's what really frightens me is, and you're right, Dan, that's that, 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 that point where someone sees autism like this monster. These are the words they use. They've taken my child, like otherworldly that this child has gone into another dimension. And um, then they say, we have to try and recover them. So they start prodding them with all these products. And um, it's just, um, it really is a frightening thing. And I, I just can't imagine the children hearing that my son is very clever and he's a very long memory so i mean these children are going to have awful awful post-traumatic stress disorder when they grow up thinking about this growing up you know how they were how a vaccine did this and then they might not want to vaccinate their own children so this is going to carry on into their to their lives and i actually saw a really sad thing actually um a child actually speaking about this recently you know saying um i'm not going to vaccinate my children so they're indoctrinating very young children with this message which is really really wicked sorry it's just a wicked thing to do and um and that that really annoys me where they use children for their own gain that's exploitation of the of the highest regards it's terrible and it's it's teaching kids to not like it's making those those children not trust their parents because if they do buy into that they're they're going to blame their parents for getting vaccinated in the first place and then now they can you know in their minds say well this is your fault like whatever is happening here is is your fault you did this to me I know. And, and, I, and I think that's the thing that parents feel guilty, like you said. If they hear this, um, you know, crazy theory by Wakefield, they will think, oh, my God, I did this to my child. And that that divides them from the child. It's almost like it breaks the relationship because it makes them view things in a different way. And um, and I had that. I had that all said to me. I, I had I told you I was at this conference where Wakefield was speaking and I had his uh, terrifying uh, vultures, which is how I describe them, coming around me you know, trying to make me join them. Your child is a dip kid. And I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, he's got, you know, from the diphtheria. So this is what they were. And this was actually um, a member of the European Parliament. She was a politician that was actually in Dawson Wakefield. So this was nearly 20 years ago. I just cannot believe I'm in this situation now with the same, you know, crazy conversation. And, um, And I'm really angry with Robert De Niro and all of these people. I think they've done incredible harm. I really, really do. And I think they should make a public statement to say that they've made a mistake. 
to retract their support because children are going to die. Right now, there's a child with measles. We've had outbreaks here, guys. We had, um, I think, 40 cases, which is a lot for Ireland. You know, when a child dies from um, encephalitis or when it goes to the brain, they have a terrible, painful death. I've seen this. There was, it was actually in the Channel 4 documentary that Brian Deere did. There was a little girl that died in Dublin from measles. And um, why don't they talk about that? That's what I'd like to ask Andrew Wakefield. Has he got the balls to come out and talk about those poor children? It really makes me angry, actually. No, I mean, but because it, it, it doesn't fit his narrative. So that that's not that's not going to be made into a film. No. Well, look, he can get in his bus next week and he can drive through America and he can do all of that and they can have their little periscopes and their coffee shops along the way. Um, we will keep doing what we're doing. And, um, you know, we, we can make things happen. And I think the support that, you know, I've had in the last week has been incredible. And um, we're ready to take them on. A hundred percent. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on and sharing all of this with us. And you, yeah, you have so much support and you know, we are, we're here to continue telling this story for you and everyone else who's working. With thank you. you. Thanks so. so much, Natalie and Dan. Um, it means a lot. And um, yeah, I feel very confident that we can um, achieve something really great. I just think we need to keep on top of this and keep talking, keep, keep talking. Yes. And instead of, absolutely, instead of their be brave logo, because that's what they use. I say, be strong. Be strong. I, I like that. Thank you, Fiona. No, thank you, guys. It's been great. And so, yeah, thank you. And so if we want to find out more about you or support you and your organization, where can we go? Website, uh, yeah. social media, things like that to find you. It's autisticrightstogether.ie. That's our website. So Autistic Rights Together. Um, we're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Fiona O'Leary. I'm on Twitter, um, Fiona Pettit 71 And um, all our information is on our website, email, telephone on autisticrightstogether.ie. Thank you. And we'll have links to everything in our um, show notes for the podcast. So, Brilliant. yes, that's great. Thanks so much, guys. It was great yeah, chatting. Thank you thank very you. much. And I know I know it's late okay. for you there. It's what it's we're pushing. It's all right. Pushing 2 a.m. for you over there. I'm, I, I'm a bit of a night owl because um, I grew up in a hotel bar. So we had very, very many late nights and um, it's the summer holiday. So it's cool. Well, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for taking Anytime time. I'm here. I, I thank. No, it's great. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Um, one that I have loved on the internet for some time now, um, and I can tell because as I scroll through, I see that I've liked some of these. Um, it is it's texts from your existentialist, um, a just you know Facebook page that um, has gems like just a simple one line, just status update. Show me on the internet which meme broke you. Um, I'm sure we all have that meme that broke us. I don't know, but I but I liked this one um, from a while back. And, I, and this is one of those pages I have scrolled through every single one, I think. And I probably have some of these pictures saved on my phone. Um, but yeah, very simple life, things like, life, yeah. Life is just one long pregame towards death. And it is, isn't it? Because we're, is. we're, we're all just dying. So, yeah. I mean, right. It's, and In various it. stages of yeah. death and decay. Totally, totally. And like, here's as one. We, as we continue living, we become, we become more and more broken. Right. And then if you can't handle me at my flight into nothingness, then you certainly don't deserve me at my suicide pact with all the past versions of myself. Like, right? I mean, relationship goals, maybe. I, <laughs> I don't know. I you mean, want you maybe, want that person. Maybe for you. Uh, 
I'm not here to judge though. Uh, then we have, I'm sure this painting is famous and somebody's going to point out, well, that's the, I don't care. We, we I don't, don't know. I don't know what we this don't painting know. Is. Yeah. It's just like that. You see the backs of two people staring off into something that kind of looks like, I don't know, a column with the ball on it. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's set up like, and, and these are all set up to be as if they're like text messages you receive from somebody or like a Facebook message. So we have two people two a conversation between two people, each one, just one line. First one, hello, darkness, mild friend. And then, <laughs> The response is, new phone, who dis? <laughs> yeah, that one's really good. All right, I have, one, I have one more that's a painting that says, how many licks does it take to get to the center of the endless void? Like, this is good, good stuff. Well, if it's, if it's endless, <laughs> I don't think. I don't know, how, I, are there, you can well, never it lick doesn't, enough. It doesn't have a center. No, so. If it's endless, if it's truly endless. Yeah. Uh, there's also two people kissing one another uh, with the, the superimposed text. Uh, Let's go on a double date with our illusions of each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there. I, I like this one. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean that that speaks to me. Yeah, yeah, and then. I don't know about relationship goals. No, <laughs> no, I don't think so. And then, like, then there's just this one that's just, I need to get laid. Dot, dot, dot. To rest. Seriously, put me in a coffin. Throw some dirt over it. And then, then the little like hand emoji that's like, okay, that. Um, <laughs> This will, I think this will be the one that closes out the segment here. Right. Uh, we have uh, somebody in, in the, like, A-plus stock photo here. It's somebody uh, underwater. It's like a real picture of somebody who's underwater, uh, under ice water. You see, like, pieces of ice everywhere. So kudos to, to this stock photo model for pulling this off. Uh, the text on the, on the image says, I got this really great new bath bomb called Toaster. It's supposed to relieve you of all the stressors in your life. Yeah. Texts from your existentialist. They're talking about suicide. I know. I know. I don't, I don't know that I should be laughing. Well, I mean, the internet is where you go to just laugh at things that you probably shouldn't laugh at. And Probably. I mean. Or the, the very next one after the one that I just read. Uh, it's these people just hanging out, like old like 1800s looking painting. Consciousness keeps popping up in my dreams like an unsolicited dick pic. <laughs> and hey, it, it, there are dick pics all around. Dick pics are just this, you know, yeah. So, so that's it. That, that's our... <laughs> so, <laughs> that's why we love the internet, yeah. So if, yeah, so if you're not running Screaming Into the Void yet, uh, thank you for joining us on this week's episode. If you enjoyed listening, please consider leaving us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you have comment suggestions, uh, you can reach us at podcast at ascienceenthusiast.com. You can also find a full archive at ascienceenthusiast.com slash category slash podcast and follow Natalie's page on Facebook as Skeptical Parenting, myself as a science enthusiast, and we're also both on the Twitters. And if you did enjoy the show, please consider checking out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TSE podcast to get access to premium content as well as extended interviews and our non-internal gratitude we understand that not everybody can afford to financially contribute to the show and that's totes okays as the kids would say but if you can just like james michael carlotta michael again another michael and alice have done we would be incredibly grateful natalie do you have a quote for us this week The correct statement of individual rights is that everyone has the right to an opinion, but crucially, that opinion can be roundly ignored and even made fun of, particularly if it is demonstrably nonsense. And that is Professor Brian Cox. Wasn't he? Wasn't he like in a rock band or something like that, and then decided he, he, he was. To... He was, and he. I think he his one of the songs was something like "It Gets Better" or something like that. It can only get better. Um, so I guess maybe can we end on that? That like maybe the world can only get a little better. 
Uh, because Everything. it can't get any worse. Yeah. So let like let's let's leave on the positive. Maybe. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. And I won't fuck it up this week. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for joining me this week, Natalie. As always, a pleasure. The pleasure is <laughs> all yours. All yeah. Yes. It's all mine. Always. All right. All right. Well, we cool. will we will see you again next week. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys.